you remind yourself that your job is not you. It shouldn't define who you are because you're a very complex human being. You're not just an employee. It kind of makes sure that your job doesn't overtake your life. Do you remember Nicole, Patrick, and Zelfa from the Thinking of a Career Change episode? They all made big career moves a year ago. So, kamusta na sila ngayon? How has the career move been? Before we dive into the episode, if you're thinking of pursuing a career in tourism or sustainability, listen to this. Are you yearning for a little bit of sun and some fresh air? Or maybe you're in need of a quick getaway from reality. Join me, Aaron Palabiab, as I take you on a journey through some amazing spots in the Philippines with this limited time series, Escape, Stories from the Road, brought to you by the Department of Tourism, Philippines. Sit back and relax as you listen to this immersive travel and adventure podcast that will make you want to pack your bags and book your next trip Escape Stories from the Road is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Brownout! Don't we all panic even with just a five-minute power outage? Did you know that for a number of our kababayans, life without electricity for light, for basic necessities, is the norm and not just an interruption? This is what FP Island Energy is focusing on. They offer sustainable solutions to provide energy in the most remote places using one of the country's first microgrid systems, opening up more opportunities and an improved quality of life for Filipinos. With FP Island Energy Sustainable Solutions, sustainable power is one that is truly powered by good. Hello, supers! Welcome back to Paano Ba to the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive. Produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Animal Podcasts. Like I said earlier, this episode is a follow-up from an episode we did last year. July 26, 2021 episode to be specific. Thinking of a career change? Paano ba to? So I spoke with Zelfa who moved from her agency job to the development sector. Patrick who moved companies taking on a similar role. And Nicole who said goodbye to her job of 12 years. And she was open to the next chapter. How are they doing now? Did they make the right decision? And I asked them to all those who are thinking of or those who just changed jobs. What have they learned from their journey the past year after making their big move? Let's get right to it. Let's start things off with Zelfa. When I first interviewed her, she was 29 years old and she just left her job at an ad agency. And this is what she said last year. Actually, kind of has always been transitory. I always knew I was gonna go and work in the development sector. I felt my intention or like my goal going into the agency world was kind of fulfilled already. And then, what do I want to do? And it's always been the same. The answer has always been to do communications for the development sector. So I was like, okay, if I have the answers, the clear answers, why am I not there? <laughs> because of the big life realization she had during the pandemic and with the blessing of her family, Zelfa did move to a job in the development sector, but in an unexpected twist of fate. 
life led Zelfa to an entirely different continent. I caught up with Zelfa, and here's her update. During the pandemic, I decided to really pursue the development sector. So for me, that meant actually going into a research institute where I was doing communications. And then it was actually a really great job. I liked it. I was working on climate change, life science. So very interesting stuff. And then, I don't know, three months into (laughs) into the job, I got a scholarship offer from Austria. I mean, I did apply for it, but I didn't think I would get in. So yeah, that was cut short. Like I stayed maybe in total six months before I left. Yeah, so I'm currently in Europe. I'm in Austria, particularly in the southern part. So I'm pursuing my MA. It's a master's degree in peace and conflict studies. The reason I am pursuing this um, course is because eventually I would like to go back into the, the development sector and better this time work in or, organizations that address those issues. Wow, that is so amazing. So when I spoke to you a year ago, you were 29. Are you still 29 or are you 30 now? I turned 30 in March here. Oh <laughs> my goodness. So 30th birthday in a totally new world. So knowing what you know now, seeing what you are seeing in your school, what do you think you did right? That's why you got your scholarship or what are your best tips to those who want to land scholarships abroad too? I think specifically, maybe I'll talk specifically about master's degrees. Um, MAs are usually like very specific na. Parang it's something that you can just add to whatever you're pursuing or it can be like, you know, a way to like divert or like to move to a different field. So it depends on your purpose. For me, it's really just an add-on to what I was doing professionally already. And so in that regard, I was able to narrow down my choices immediately kung anong um, field yung gusto kong pursue and it has always been peace studies actually the main problem I usually see is that just people don't know what they want like you know it's it's hard to narrow down the choices um, because really each country would have a lot of programs available sa totoo lang like there are so many things that you can pursue and so many um, fields that you can enter so yeah number one tip is to really decide on that because there are so many options available. Like I wouldn't advise really to choose a course according to what is available or what is easy for you to get because really there are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot. So choose it according to what you will enjoy, I would say. And, and then from there, you narrow down the choices. That's what I would say. We move now to the story of Patrick. So when I first spoke with Patrick for the podcast, he had been working in a top telco company for six years in a role that he loved with workmates that were like family to him. And this is what he said last year. One of the biggest realizations that I had was I'm really looking for growth. Growth talaga siya. As cliche as it may sound, I realized that I'm really hungry for a fresh start um, or something new. Uh, so I went back to the drawing board. Ano ba yung gusto kong gawin? Or ano ba yung gusto kong growth that I want? A fresh start and growth. That is what Patrick was looking for. And he did make that big change. He moved to a multinational retail company 
still doing what he loves, which is marketing, communication, social media. So a year after, now that he is 31 years old, how is Patrick doing? I think I am in a better state in general, like physically, mentally, I would say spiritually as well. Like overall, my my state or well-being is a lot better. I have uh, more mind space for more things that, that I value or that I want to do. So for example, um, I cook more. So I get to eat not really healthy, but, you know, more um, home-cooked meals rather than, you know, fast food or, like, always eating out. Uh, I'm driving now. <laughs> I get the time to learn to how to drive. I get to spend more time, I would say, with my family and my friends. Yeah, I think, in general, I just have more mind space for other things. So in our conversation last year, we talked about one of the hardest parts of leaving your former job was the people, right? your best friends in your previous job. So fast forward to now, was it as hard an adjustment as you thought it would be? Oh, not so bad naman pala. Well, I think I expected naman that it will be really an adjustment. I'm still, you know, friends. I'm still best friends with a lot of people from my previous uh, job. You know, in the first place, our bond naman wasn't just tied with our work. Um, you know, it's more than that. So we were able to maintain, of course, our relationships even outside. Uh, we still catch up. We still message. Like, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, kumusta ka? It's the, you know, the random messages, oh, nakita mo na ba to? Something like that. Which is, you know, it, it, it gives you that vibe na it's still normal. We're still friends even though Mm-mm. we're not workmates anymore. And I think that's good with the relationships that I was able to build. Yeah. yeah. Was it harder than you thought to make friends with your new workmates or Kevin naman pala? Well, I would say... It was an adjustment. It was a little hard for me because I was, I am an introvert. So naturally, it is hard for me. Effort. Effort to reach out pag introvert. Totoo. Yes, yes. So I knew what, what I was, you know, entering or what, is, what I was coming into. And it's good to, to also have that new things to look forward to or new things to discover and about myself also. And lastly, we go to the story of Nicole. When I spoke to Nicole last year, she had just left her high-ranking role in a company she was with for 12 years and that she loved. And she was taking some personal time off traveling, enjoying a bit of her hard-earned savings, and figuring out what she wanted to do next. This is what she said back then. I can't say that I've determined what that next big thing is for me yet, but this step of, you know, stopping something, courageously choosing myself, is probably a scary but exciting thing. Because what it does is it opens 
a new possibility for me. I can reinvent myself again. And so that unknown, as scary as it is, is also very exciting for me. So did that excitement last or did it fizzle out? I caught up with Nicole a year after that first podcast conversation. She's now 35 years old and is currently based in the U.S., How did she figure out what that next step was for her? And what did she decide to do? Let's listen to Nicole. I think there were two critical questions that I was asking myself, which was, okay, I'm ready to jump back in, but what's out there? First and foremost, how could I explore what was out there without having to make a full-time commitment to being employed to a company or Mm. just relying on things like Glassdoor or LinkedIn? And the second thing was, how can I broaden my perspective? Because as good as it is that I had 12 years in PNG, PNG was the only business perspective that I had. It was the only training that I had. And there has to be so many other ways to run a business, to build an organization. And, and I wanted to put myself in a situation where I could learn from other people. So after a lot of like back of the napkin writing and, and like uh-huh. my favorite like diagramming, parang I, I realized like the most unlikely answer, but it felt so right, was to take an MBA, was to become a student again. Um, so I decided to apply for an MBA here in the U.S. I got into school. And when I was thinking about it, the MBA allows me to, one, take a lot of internships. Um, oh, yeah. That's part of the program. And so internships for me are short enough so that, you know, it's not a long-term commitment, but at the same time, it's long enough so that I can get a feel of right. the company, the industry, um, the organization, the culture, etc. And parang, for me, it was just exciting listing down where I wanted to intern here in DC. Things like um, the Smithsonian organization is so big here. I wanted to go. Or second is like, what if I go into a sports organization? Because here, they're complete and they're really run like businesses. So right. what if I wanted to, to get into that? It was so different from my FMCG background. Or here, it's so big um, that people advocate for women-owned businesses. If I wanted to get into a startup, can I link up with um, a very strong woman-owned startup? Right? So that's going to be a very different environment for me. So para just listing down, oh, these are the internship opportunities that I can take was already super exciting for me, which kind of ticked off that box of, is it going to be exciting? And then second is the, the school part of it, which was people who take MBAs come from very, very different backgrounds. That's the beauty of putting the class um, together. And of course, my first thought being the very Filipino that I am, was like, shucks, I'm going to be the oldest person there. Because I'm the had the most corporate experience. The people there are probably going to have like, what, two, three years of work experience. And I said, take a lang. Like, no one knows me here. No one's expecting anything from me here. Those are expectations I had on myself. And um, because people don't have expectations of me in the program, it's like, I'm just really there to learn. I'm not there to prove to everyone that I'm the smartest in the class. I'm there to listen and absorb and participate in the discussion. Um, and taking that weight off of me was like, yeah, I am excited to be a student. Hindi siya It's not something that 
um, parang I should be ashamed of going back to just because I've had a decade of work experience. Um, so yeah, that was really liberating for me. And like I said, it, I feel like this was a very unlikely path from where we spoke a year ago, but it just really felt so right to do. And I think that it was really the right decision. Yeah, it's so nice to hear you say that because <laughs> when I previewed your interview from a year ago that's exactly what you said also it felt like the right time for the next chapter yeah yeah so i'm sure that was a process like you said writing on the back of of paper napkins figuring out what the next step is so yeah for those still figuring out what their next chapter might be what advice would you give on how they can find what that is um as cliche as it sounds i think one of the best advice that I can give to anyone going through this process is be clear with what matters to you. Um, So for example, for me, what was important was being excited about something and putting myself in a position to learn and being in a safe space while I'm doing it, right? And it sounds like, of of course, everybody wants to get excited, but there are trade-offs because for other people, what really will drive them or what's important to them is it could be, um, you know, a title that they're after. I, I want to be an intern. So clearly, I'm not after becoming a vice president anytime soon. Um, or it could be pay for very, you know, uh, valid reasons. Like they have a family to support or they have, you know, kids to put to school. If those are your priorities, then obviously you open up you can, your laundry list of, of options for you. But it, you really need to come from a, a place where you're very clear with what's important to you. I mean, at the end of the day, your next chapter doesn't have to be the chapter. You know, it doesn't have to be the chapter that defines your life. You can always have a next chapter. Yeah. So I think people always think that, okay, my next decision is going to be, you know, what I'm going to take to the grave. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't allow you to make mistakes, but that's actually perfectly okay to do that, right? So when you unburden yourself with that thought and just kind of, see where where things take you um, I think it's a lot more liberating that way To end this episode I asked our three brave hardworking and inspiring guests the same question What is one thing you wish someone told you before starting your career move that you feel would have been useful advice for you a year ago? I absolutely loved their advice and the three of them all gave different insightful answers. So you'll first hear Patrick, then Zelfa, and then Nicole. A year after their career move, what advice do they have for us now? It's really uh, setting your expectations of you know what you should expect when you move. Uh, it all comes with it, you know growth greener pastures it comes with getting out of your comfort zone learning new things unlearning new things oh i wish someone told me that a career move doesn't necessarily mean one move <laughs> because it can be a series of little moves or big moves before you can even consider it a career move because yes sure i considered already a career move going from corporate to a research institute but I also wouldn't say that this MA is a detour. It's not far away from what I want to pursue anyway. Like, it's actually this. Like, I'm on track. 
course, once I graduate, I will have to do it again. I will have to go from the academia into the workforce, whatever that means in the future, right? And so really, the career move going from corporate to the development sector is a series of moves, like minimum three so far for me, but I don't know what the future holds, right? But um, yeah, because sometimes counting that gives, parang puts you under a lot of pressure that you have to get it right immediately. Like, you know, immediately after you decide to make a career move, especially if there's a, there are a lot of things at stake. But it's actually quite normal with all the people that I've met who changed lanes also um, in the past few years. It was rarely that the first job that they moved to was it. Like, most of them really also had to move a lot. So it's usually a series of moves. It's not just one thing. And that's okay. <laughs> one of the best advice I'd probably give is remember that what we're talking about is a job and it doesn't define who you are. I think it's a very liberating idea. And if there's one thing in the U.S. that has taught me is that success can be defined by so many things outside of our stereotypical definition of success. Like I was brought up in an environment where being successful meant that you won a lot of awards or you had the title, like being a lawyer or a doctor, or you were a high-ranking executive in the super prestigious company. Um, but in the U.S., this idea of winning at life doesn't have to be defined by your job because there are so many parts of yourself that you can use to define who you are you know in the philippines my partner and i were just talking about that in the philippines when you meet someone new what you usually ask is what's your name and what do you do yes that's right? right and and i actually think that's a very toxic thing to do because you end up putting people in a box because at the end of the day when you meet someone new isn't it more important to discover if the person is kind, dependable, funny, a good listener, or someone where you have common values or shared values with. It has nothing to do with the person's job. In fact, I think here in the US, it's a little bit taboo that the first time you, you meet someone, you already ask them what you do. You kind of let them tell you at their timing when they're comfortable to tell you what they, what they do for a living. And I know it sounds counterintuitive to to think about it when you're maybe just starting a job and because it's it consumes you so much. But I think when you have that beacon and you remind yourself that your job is not you, it shouldn't define who you are because you're a very complex human being. You're not just an employee. It kind of makes sure that your job doesn't overtake your life. And you can be a multifaceted person because it's like, yeah, I, I'm not just someone who works in PNG. So in my 24 hours in a day, it's not going to take up 20 hours of my day because I want to be a good partner. I want to be, um, you know, an athlete. I want to be a, a home cook, you know? So there's so many parts of yourself that that can define who you are and it doesn't have to be your job. I think that would probably be like my advice um, for people is just remember that it's, just a job it doesn't have to define who you are and you know if that job stops there's so many other parts of yourself which is also why it's so important to have a life outside of work 
hindi ko alam kung biased ako but I absolutely enjoyed putting this episode together and I learned so much from our guests. Thank you so much Zelfa Bombais, Patrick Marcelo and Nicole Villarojo. Kayo alin yung pinakatumutak sa inyo na advice from them? I would love to hear from you. Or if you just made a career move as well and you'd like to share your tips or your learnings, you can tag me at I am Super Bianca on Instagram stories, Instagram or Twitter. And you can also join our community of supers, the Paano Bato Komostahan group that is our private Facebook group. Share with me your favorite takeaways and your learnings as well. And dami pa rin career move and career change, job change until now. And I really hope that this episode helped. Kasi ako, I'm not even thinking of one, but it opened my mind talaga. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Paano Bata the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Anima Podcasts. And to anyone maybe who wants to start their own podcast, to anyone transitioning between jobs and you might want to take on a new task, maybe you'd like to start a podcast, please check out Anchor. It's free and super Super easy to start your own podcast. And good news to all my loyal supers. The Trust the Process series is resuming next week. So watch out for that. I'll see you again next time, supers. Stay safe.